The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the Music History Today Weekly Edition podcast number 209. This week, we go over the news and charts, and we make the case for putting Sheryl Crow into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's get on to the news of the week. The Eurovision contest was held this past week in Rotterdam. It was won by the Italy punk rock band Maniskin, meaning that Italy will host next year's event. The Webby Awards, rewarding good web content, were handed out last week. As far as music goes, the winners were Hamilton Twitter Watch Party for events in live streams, social content series, and campaigns social. NPR Music Tiny Desk Concerts for Music Video Series and Channels Video. Kiswe Powers BTS's Innovative Virtual Concert Map of the Soul 1, or O-N semicolon E, as they like to say. That was for Music General Virtual and Remote Virtual and Remote. And Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, television and film, social video, social. The 2020 MTV Video Music Awards also won for events and live streaming, social video, video. BTS's Carpool Karaoke for variety and reality, general video, video. Dua Lipa's Hallucinate for Animation General Video Video. Spotify's Alone With Me Music General Websites and Mobile Sites for Websites and Mobile Sites. Megan D. Stallion and New York Times Protecting Women of Color Best Editing Performance and Craft Video. Dua Lipa has New Rules for COVID Dating Comedy Short Form general video video and that's it as far as the webbies went meanwhile the mtv movie and tv awards were handed out last week musically the winners were for best music documentary bts break the silence the movie best musical moment edge of great from julie and the phantoms Next week's award news will have results from the Billboard Music Awards and the iHeartRadio Awards. Meanwhile, Lollapalooza's lineup has been revealed. Among the headliners for the festival are the Foo Fighters, Megan The Stallion, Roddy Rich, The Baby, Miley Cyrus, Post Malone. The festival is July 29th through August 1st. Festival goers will have to have proof of a negative COVID-19 test or full vaccination in order to attend. Meanwhile, Amazon Music has dropped its high-definition tier down to $9.99 U.S. Apple Music also said that they're going to drop their HD price to zero, beating Amazon. Vivendi 
which has already led a group led by Tencent Entertainment by 20% of Universal Music Group, is considering selling an additional 10% to a mysterious U.S. investor. They have not said whom as of yet. The virtual live streaming platform Fly Machine has launched, which promises to bring a social atmosphere to your live streaming experiences because Twitch already has one, but hey, go for it. Always good to have some competition, I guess. Irving Plaza Concert Hall in New York City announced that it will reopen with full capacity on August 17th, which is about six weeks or so after New York City is supposed to reopen fully with full capacity for everything. That would be July 1st, by the way. According to a report, the music NFT market made 55.7 million U.S. dollars in the last two months. The vast majority of that went to already successful artists, not to the up-and-coming artists. So if you're already an established name, you made a lot of money if you went into it. If you're not and you're just Joe Schmo, uh, you didn't. Also, by the way, it has been announced that the United States will reopen to international tourists and full capacity, no social distancing, on July 4th, a.k.a. Independence Day. How clever of the marketing with the government this time around. Way to go, Biden. As always, though, you will have to show proof of full vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test if you want to do anything, and you'll probably still have to wear a mask on certain things like transportation. But hey, the U.S. will be open, supposedly, unless something comes up, which, well, you know how that goes lately. Ministry guitarist Sin Quirin has left the group after allegations of having a relationship with two underage girls over 15 years ago. A medical examiner has determined that rising EDM producer and DJ Io passed away from Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is a condition that can cause fatigue, depression, and anxiety. The examiner also concluded that Io did not, I repeat, did not take his own life, despite his depression, as was first reported in the media. Way to go, media. There were, however, a bunch of passings this past week. So, let us start by saying rest in peace to Kevin Nascimento. Kevin, who went by the name MC Kevin, was a popular Brazilian funk singer who had only gotten married a few weeks ago. He had finished performing at a nightclub earlier in the evening when he fell from his fifth-story balcony of his hotel room. Those balconies are really dangerous because they're really small, and if you're even remotely drunk, well, you know. Kevin Nascimento was 23 years old. Hmm. Rest in peace to Roger Hawkins. Roger was the drummer of the famed Muscle Shoals studio backup band, better known as the Swampers. Muscle Shoals recording studio, for those not in the know, located in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, 
is where some of the greatest soul songs of all time were recorded. Roger played drums on songs such as Aretha Franklin's Respect and also Chain of Fools. The staple singers I'll Take You There and Respect Yourself and Wilson Pickett's Land of a Thousand Dances and Mustang Sally among tons, and I do mean tons, of other songs. Roger's cause of death was not announced, although he had suffered from a lot of mental issues, or health issues, I should say, not mental, but health issues over the years. The Muscle Shoals Swampers, by the way, were also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Roger Hawkins was 75 years old. Rest in peace to Yoshimasa Wada. Yoshi, as he was better known as, was an improv artist and musician who was part of the Flux Art Movement, which combined free improvisation and sound and started back in the 1970s. Yoshi's cause of death was not announced. Yoshi, or Yoshimasa Wada, was 77 years old. Rest in peace to Franco Battiato. Franco was an Italian composer who specialized in avant-garde electronic music. Franco passed away from complications of a neurodegenerative disease. Franco Battiato was 76 years old. But let's end on some good news, unless you were one of those who was hoping to get with Ariana Grande. She is officially off the market. Congratulations to Ariana Grande, who got married to longtime boyfriend Dalton Gomez in a very small COVID-related, I suppose, ceremony, which would explain why it was small. So congratulations to Ariana Grande. Hopefully you will have a very long, long marriage. This week, we're going to look at the case for putting Cheryl Crow into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. To the tail of the tape we go. Cheryl exploded onto the music scene as a solo artist in 1993 with the Grammy Award-winning album Tuesday Night Music Club. Before that, though, she was already a music veteran, having been a singer for Michael Jackson and the Rolling Stones on their tours in the 1980s. She has 11 studio albums. Out of those, all but one of them went top 30, with eight of them going top 10. The one that didn't go top 30, by the way, was a Christmas album. That was back in 2008. She also has a Greatest Hits album that went to number two. Cheryl has 45 singles, and out of those, she had nine top 40 songs, with her biggest hit being All I Want to Do, followed by Strong Enough, Soak Up the Sun, and The First Cut is the Deepest, which is a remake of a classic tune from the 1970s, actually. As far as awards go, she's had 32 Grammy Award nominations with nine wins. In total, she's had 51 various award nominations with 16 wins. 
She also is one of the most influential female rockers of the 1990s rock era, along with Sarah McLachlan and Melissa Etheridge. So, with all that working for her, should she actually be inducted? My thought is yes. Her 32 Grammy nominations alone speak to the level of respect that she gets from the music community, but is she an artist who you would automatically say should get in right now? For me, yes. For the Hall voters, before this year, probably not. The reason was, originally, because there were certain groups that the Hall voters just didn't seem to show any respect for, and female rockers were kind of one of those groups. However, due to the new diversity clause in the new membership, apparently, and the fact that there are now younger members and a far more diverse group of Hall voters this time around, as evidenced by the extreme diversity of artists who got into this upcoming class, something tells me that Sheryl Crow's time may finally be very, very soon, like within the next year or two soon. So, with that being said, and since there is a new class with diversity to it and a lot of new Hall voters, might I implore the Hall voters to finally consider putting Cheryl Crow into next year's class at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right, let's get to it. To the charts we go, and as always, we go with Billboard Magazine, who have their awards for the Billboard Music Awards. Actually, this evening that I'm recording this, which is Sunday, so next week you will get the actual results. However, for this week, let's start off with the top album, which is Moneybag Yo's Against His Pain, which retakes the top spot. Top single is Silk Sonic with Leave the Door Open. Dua Lipa is the top artist. Top social media artist is, as always, BTS. J. Cole's Interlude is the top streaming song. The top digital sales song is Dua Lipa and Baby's Levitating. Top sales album, top current sales album are both the same album, as always, it seems. It's Weezer with Van Weezer. Top catalog sales album and top independent album is Queen's Greatest Hits. Top vinyl album is Weezer's Van Weezer. And The Weeknd's Blinding Lights for the 80 millionth week in a row is the top adult contemporary song. On the country charts for the umpteenth week in a row, Morgan Whalen's Dangerous the Double Album is the top album. Top country song, top country streaming song are both the same song. It's Luke Combs with Forever After All. Top country digital sales song is Nelly and Florida Georgia Line with Little Bit. And yes, that's Nelly the rapper. And no, that's not the first time he has topped the country charts. Nelly is from St. Louis famously and is a big country fan being in St. Louis. 
And he has topped the country charts before with that song he did with Tim McGraw way back in the day. So congrats to Nelly for nailing it yet again. On the rock charts, the Kid Leroy and Miley Cyrus's Without You is the top rock song. Top rock album is Weezer's Van Weezer. Top rock streaming song is Machine Gun Kelly and Black Bear with My Ex's Best Friend. Coldplay's Higher Powers, the top rock digital sales song. Top hard rock album, as always, is Queen's Greatest Hits. Top hard rock song is White Snake with Here I Go Again, and I suspect that has to do with the death of video vixen Tawny Katayan, may she rest in peace, who was very prominent in that video. If you remember your music videos from the 80s, She was the one in the white dress who was dancing on top of the car with the long legs. There you go. By the way, it was not the only White Snake video that she appeared in, but it did crack the song all the way up to number one, so it's back at number one. Congrats. Top hard rock streaming song is Bohemian's Rhapsody from Queen. Top hard rock digital sales song is Health. And Nine Inch Nails with Isn't Everyone. On the alternative charts, the Kid Leroy and Miley Cyrus's Without You is the top alternative song, top alternative streaming song, and top alternative digital sales song. Top alternative album, Weezer with Van Weezer. On the rap charts, Masked Wolf's Astronaut in the Ocean is the top rap song and the top rap digital sales song. Top rap album, Moneybag Yo with the Gangsta's Pain. Top rap streaming song is J. Cole's Interlude. On the R&B charts, Silk Sonic's Leave the Door Open is the top R&B song and the top R&B digital sales song. Top R&B streaming song is Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian with Peaches. And as always, the top R&B album is By the Weekend. This week, it's After Hours. Globally, Lil Nas X's Montero, Call Me By Your Name, is the top global song with or without the U.S.'s numbers. I would expect the new one from Olivia Rodrigo, Good For You, will claim that top spot sometime in the next couple of weeks, depending on when Billboard finishes their weekly assessments. Just a prediction. On the Latin charts... Caliuchus's Telepatia is the top Latin song and the top Latin digital sales song. Top Latin album is Bad Bunny's El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. Top Latin streaming song is Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez's Dakiti. And Selena's Ones is the top Latin pop album. As far as the other charts go, top Canadian song. And top Canadian adult contemporary song is Dua Lipa and a Baby with Levitating. Justin Bieber's Justice is the top Canadian album. Pink's All I Know So Far is the top Canadian digital sales song. Top Canadian country song is Luke Combs' Forever After All. Top Canadian rock song is J.J. Wilde with Mercy. Top K-pop song on the Korean Peninsula which is basically South Korea because no one knows what's going on in North Korea. The top song is Brave Girls with Rollin. Top UK song, 
Tion Wayne, Russ Millions, RD, E1, 3x3, ZT, 3x3, Bugsy Malone, Buny, and 5EO with Body Remix. Top UK album, Rag and Bone Man with Life by Misadventure. Top UK digital sales song, Rag and Bone Man in Pink with Anywhere Away From Here. Top Euro digital sales song, Coldplay, Higher Power. Top French digital sales song or top digital sales song in the country of France itself. The Weekend in Ariana Grande with Save Your Tears. Top song in Germany, Sharon David with Ich. Darf Das. Top Germany album, 187 Straussenbond with Sampler 5. Top digital sales song in Spain, Pablo Alboran with Taboo. Top digital sales song in Switzerland, Nathan Evans, Wellerman. Top album in Australia, Delta Goodrem with Bridge Over Troubled Dreams. And Pink retains the top digital sales song in Australia, but not the one that she's had for the better part of five weeks. That was the one with her daughter, Willow Sage Hart. This one is the new one from her documentary. It's called All I Know So Far. As always, the... EDM charts are on the EDM podcast. Drops every Friday, or every Tuesday, I should say, at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. And as always, rolling through the time zone, 6 a.m. in Rio, 4 a.m. in Chicago, 3 a.m. in Denver, 2 a.m. in L.A., 1 a.m. in Juneau, Alaska, 11 p.m. Monday night in Honolulu, 10 a.m. in London, 11 a.m. in Paris, noon in Moscow, 1 p.m. in Dubai, 2.30 p.m. in Mumbai, India, 5 p.m. in Singapore and Beijing, 6 p.m. in Tokyo, 7 p.m. in Sydney, Australia, and 9 p.m. in Auckland, New Zealand, a beautiful country, actually, New Zealand is. Onward, the Apple Charts top album is a new one from Olivia Rodrigo called Sour. Top single, BTS's Butter. Spotify, top global streaming song, top American streaming song, and top UK streaming song is the same exact song. It is Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You, which is why I say globally on Billboard in the next couple of weeks, that song will be number one. As a matter of fact, I'm about to say it again. YouTube America, top song, Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You, 15.4 million views. I will say that somehow between last week and this week, a lot more people watched YouTube, judging by the way the numbers leapt up. Top artist, by the way, Jay Cole, who had 48.7 million views this past week, which is pretty much double from last week's winner. Top music video, expect me to say this name quite a bit. It's Bella Porch with Build a Bitch, 11.9 million views. I'm going to say it again in about one minute. On the UK charts, top song and top music video, 
Tian Wayne, Russ Millions, RD, E1, 3x3ZT, 3x3, Bugsy Malone, Buny, and 5EO with Body Remix. Top song, 3.71 million views. Top music video, 2.08 million views. And the UK seems to be the only area where viewership dropped on YouTube. Top artist was Eminem with 4.53 million views. And I lied because Bella Porch's Build a Bitch, it didn't actually come in the next minute. It came in the next, in the last like 40 seconds. So I was off by 20 seconds. In any event, globally, that's the top song and also the top music video, which officially breaks a stranglehold that Indian music has had on the top spots on the YouTube global charts, at least for most of it. Build a Bitch got 79.1 million global song views. And the music video got 71.8 million views. Top artist, though, still the same artist it's been for the better part of the year. And it is an Indian artist. It's Alka Radnik. This time around, she actually gained viewership. She went from 225 million views last week to 244 million views this week. As a matter of fact, Indian artists hold seven of the top ten artists on the YouTube global charts. Not K-pop. Just so you know, the next music trend, probably going to come from India. On other charts, HitsDailyDouble.com, top album, J. Cole's The Offseason, top revenue song in at least England, since that's the only place they measure this, J. Cole's Interlude, which had 136305 U.S. dollars, weekly sales revenue of $2,654 on 3,000 units sold, streaming revenue of $133,651 on 24,017,000 streams by your music people. As always, I will say it again and again, because... Artists only get, at best, six-tenths of a penny per stream. And, of course, that has to be split a number of ways. So, buy your music. Artists make more money. Support your artists. If you compare the numbers to last week's number one, by the way, which was Polo G's Rap Star, uh, J. Cole's Interlude made $5,000 less. Shazam's top U.S. single for another week is Silk Sonic's Leave the Door Open. The top U.K. single for another week is The Blessed Madonna and Fred Again with Marea, We've Lost Dancing. On the BBC One Radio top single, it is Tian Wayne, Russ Millions, RDE1, 3x3ZT, 3x3, Bugsy Malone, Buny, and 5EO with the Body Remix. BBC Two Radio's top single is Lola Lennox with Wherever You Go. On the iHeartRadio charts, the top 40 single is Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian with Peaches. Country single, Sam Hunt, Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s. And yes, it was. There weren't any, well, social anything at that point. Ah, the good old days. 
The top alternative rock single was 21 Pilots Shy Away for Another Week. Silk Sonics Leave the Door Open was the top R&B single for another week. And for another week, the top adult contemporary single is The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. On the Rolling Stone magazine charts, top song was J. Cole, 21 Savage, and Maury with My Life, 32.9 million streams. Top album, J. Cole's The Offseason. Top streamed artist, J. Cole, with 313.4 million streams. Top trending song, by the way, not J. Cole. It's Billie Eilish with Your Power. As far as new releases go, last week the top new releases were from Blake Shelton, Chai, Chrissy Hind, Colleen, Fly Pan Am, Gary Newman, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Gruff Reese, Lord Huron, Doe Mokhtar, Mickey Dolenz, Nicholas Grokvich, Olivia Rodrigo, which was the number one album, at least on Apple, Patrick Page II, Paula Cole, and 21 Pilots. Shockingly, not the number one album. I was fully expecting it to be. This coming week, though, you will get new releases from, among others, Bachelor, Backwash, Bent Arcana, Black Midi, Blackberry Smoke, DMX, which is, of course, the posthumous release. It's called Exodus. Also a new one from Katie Lang, Keeley, spelled K-E-L-E, Loskill, which is L-O-S-C-I-L for those looking for either of those albums. Lou Barlow and Moby. Yep, Moby has a new one. Also, on June 1st, since that will be right around that time, Lana Del Rey has her new one called Rock Candy Sweet. We'll also mention that next week because it'll land right around the time that next week's podcast lands. And there is one other piece of news. Sometime in the next few weeks, this particular podcast is going to get its own RSS feed. In other words... How you're listening to it right now is going to change. It is no longer going to be on the Music History Today RSS feed. It will be on its own RSS feed called uh, Music History Today, the weekly edition. I figure that the Music History Today podcast, where we do the daily one, should have their own feed, and all the other podcasts that we do should have their own feeds, and then... On CJBT Productions feed, you will find all of the podcasts. Seems to be the way Wondery does it. It's the way that CNET does it. It just makes more sense, I think. Therefore, in the next few weeks, not next week, I don't think, but the week after, we will probably start doing that. Just to give you guys a heads up, we're not quitting the podcast in case you're trying to figure out in a few weeks where it disappeared to. I will, of course, put the link to the podcast in the show notes once that happens. I'm just giving you some warning ahead of time that it will happen. That is it. 
for the Music History Today, the weekly edition podcast number 209. That's an awful lot of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, basically everything having to do with this podcast is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, etc., all under Music History Today. If you would like to support this podcast, our Patreon can be found at patreon.com backslash music history today. We are also on Twitter at music history day, and you can now find us on YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell anytime you want to know exactly what videos are dropped and when. All of those links can be found in the show notes below. Thank you very, very much for listening. Thank you.